This episode is brought to you by Bear Mattress. I'm going to go to bearmattress.com and read a little something off the site. Alright, technology. The Bear Mattress has been engineered with both advanced foam and cilient technologies. We worked with experts around the world to design a mattress that is universally comfortable, improves sleep quality, and increases your energy. Sleep is as important to your performance in life as diet and exercise, and we believe the Bear Mattress will exceed your expectations and improve your life. Um, those are their words, and I agree, man. I've been sleeping on my bare mattress, and I get good night's sleep, wake up with energy, and um, yeah, they're awesome, man. They support skateboarding, and they make a quality product. If it's time for you to upgrade to a new mattress, use promo code SKATE50, and you'll get 50% off your purchase. We are also brought to you by World Industries. Currently, I am building a skateboard team for World Industries based around the footwear. My, my second pro model shoe just dropped, the Shetler shoe, and we have a whole bunch of apparel on the online store and a bunch of stickers, classic iconic stickers. You can check all of this out at worldindustries.com, and we will be announcing the team riders shortly, so stay tuned. And each and every episode is brought to you by All I Need. Uh, we are about to throw a live event down at Surf Expo in Orlando, Florida. That is coming up Friday, January 27th. It's going to be a mini ramp death match. We have some cash to give away. I've invited some skate shops. If there's any shops out there that would like to come to the trade show and sign their team up, it's all free. Just sign your shop up as a buyer with surfexpo.com. And then you can put your riders' names in, and you guys can come in, walk the floors as buyers, check everything out, and your team can come shred, possibly win some cash. I'm um, really excited. This is going to be fun. And like I said, that's Friday, January 27th. Um, and we also are unraveling our vlogs right now. If you go to allineedskate.com, each of the team riders have started vlogs. And uh, you can check them all out there. If you click on one of the videos, it'll take you to the YouTube channel, All I Need. And you can hit subscribe and get updated when all the new episodes come out. Thank you guys for everything. Um, our decks are in the shop shops out there right now if you see one and you never tried one please uh shred one and give us some feedback on any of the social media sites at all i need skate and if you're looking for our apparel you can get that at all i need skate.com or all i need apparel.com either way um you can check out all the epicness thank you guys for everything today's episode is with my love dash Berry, and uh, i really enjoyed this conversation I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, and, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. start this one off on the skate shop days. How was it spelled? Was it S-K-8 or S-K-A-T-E? It was S-K-8. Who I'm came up right. with the name? I have no idea. That place was legendary. Either Wendy or Roger came up with the name, I'm sure. Maybe you can explain to the people what that scenario was, because I never really fully understood. What do you mean? Like, how did that place come to be? Wendy and Roger didn't skate. I know their kids were into skating. Oh, you're going to get food? I think I need food. <laughs> Wait, I think I have part of a banana here. I just started recording. I know, I know, but then the second you started talking, I got, well, I, I got hungry. So I know they had kids, Roger yeah, yeah. Roger and Wendy. They're like, he's a frama, not a roofa. Yeah. 
And won't she have stayed? I am as a roofer. Oh, I thought he was a fr- yeah, he was a roofer. He was a, a roofer. <laughs> How did that come to be? Because you were in the mix. Um, honestly, I don't know because they started it. I was dating their son, and they started it. Um, like around, I was so young, I was so little, you know. So I don't remember. Like I didn't talk about to them about business. I think I was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Um. And they started it at this little place that was next to a record store or a CD store or something. It was a house at first, right? Maybe. Yeah. It was a house. I remember it was in a house, not like a commercial residence, just a house on Route 18 or something. And they had ramps in the driveway. And they started Yeah, they had the ramps in the driveway outside and the the landlord got super mad one day and came and pushed them all over. Um, (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. He knocked them all over. And that's why they eventually moved and opened up the park. So that was when it was just a shop. But, um... Yeah, their kids skated. Rory, Ryan, and uh, Andrew all skated. So they're boys. Three and then boys. their little boy, Riley, skated. And I guess, like, Summer and Shauna skated, like, a little bit. They were all gung, gung ho, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's such a hard business. Small business. Uh, well, you know, the reason they opened, I mean, they closed, was so they moved the shop. And the reason they had the park is because when you have the park, you're, they only wanted the store. But the store doesn't do well without a park associated with the law. It's really hard for a skate shop to, like, make money if there's no park. Especially in Wareham, where there was no skate scene. There was, like, a few skaters, but it's not like there was a skate park. The skaters that were coming were generally from, like, Plymouth and Marion. There wasn't really a scene in Wareham, you know? Yeah. It wasn't, like, huge, at least. So people used to skate in Onset. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so they, so they, and because Roger's so good at, like, building shit, he was able to build the ramps, and he, like, took the roof, the roof in that place was too slow, so he actually raised the roof by a couple feet. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Roofa raising the roof. Um, so, uh, so yeah, but the reason they ended up closing was because, like, the amount of times Wendy had to clean the toilets, really, because these little kids would, like, shit so big and clog the toilets, and they would pee everywhere, and they would, like, parents would drop them off, and they would leave their soda cans and spill them, and she already had five kids, and she was like, I don't want to be everyone's mother. Like, yeah. this isn't a daycare. This is a skate shop. So she was like, I can't do it anymore. Because literally, the bathroom would get clogged every single day. There'd be shit on the walls. Like, <laughs> like why? Because it's fun. <laughs> Little boys. What were these kids eating? Little boys don't know how to control anything. anything. Yeah. So then they eventually closed. And then they kind of had this, like, backdoor thing going out of their basement. Like, all the old product, they were, like, still selling it. You got to like, move so you the would, inventory. Yeah, so yeah. you would, like, drive up to their house and go around to the basement. <laughs> and, like, they were, like, hustling yeah. Got some, sneakers. We got some shoes size yeah. eight and a half. Yeah. Hit us up. This is pre-internet too. Uh, like before, not pre-internet, but pre-social media for sure. Yeah, so like it was just word of mouth. Yeah. I only bring it up because that's like where we first met. But it was like the four year difference. So you were like so little and I was older. So it was like we didn't even look at each other like. Yeah, no. Like I mean, that. we first met there. But honestly, I don't even, I don't even feel like I met you there. I feel like I met you when I got to high school. When you were a yeah. senior and I was a freshman. We used to eat lunch together. Yeah. And so that's where I feel like I kind of met you. Like, I knew of you. And then you just hung out with the same people I hung out with. So, we ate yeah. lunch together and you were super weird. I know. You, you like, never... We ate lunch together <laughs> in silence. You just didn't... We'd all talk and you would just sit there and, like... So, this is the best story because I remember this one day. So, a bunch of the senior dudes in our high school were assholes. And uh, they played this, like, game with freshman girls. It's really disgusting. But basically, see how many freshman girls they could get to give them blowjobs. Nice. I always had a boyfriend, so obviously I didn't fall to that bullshit. They couldn't get you. They couldn't. So they would come over at lunch every day and kind of, like, talk shit. Like, oh, you know, you want to date me, blah, 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 blah. And and bullshit. (laughs) And uh, I remember one day, like, one of them, I think this kid, Jose, came over. And you were just eating your lunch, looking down at your tray. And you stand up and smashed your tray to the table, got up and just walked away. And you went and sat in, like, this random room by yourself. And uh, then we were all like, all right, I guess we should. And then we just started eating lunch in there. And it was kind of like a special, I think it was a detention room. Like, the kids that were in school suspension, that's where they sent them to eat lunch. And uh, we just started eating there every day until they tried to kick us out. But by that point, you had seen your privileges and you were gone. Nice. Yeah, you just, you weren't there. I remember you telling me this story, and I don't remember it. But you were I remember just you so angry, me. but you didn't yeah. talk to anyone. You were very <laughs> quiet. So I was like, but but it was a way better lunchroom, because all of the high school is full of assholes. Yeah, you're not around a bunch of dudes trying to get you to give them blowjobs. Yeah, With, yeah. like, their bad wording and everything. So gross. <laughs> Suck my nub, bro. 
Yeah, and then it was even worse because then a bunch of girls started getting mad at me because they were like, well, why are you hitting on her? Like, what does she have that I don't? Oh, and I was like, I haven't sucked his dick yet, like you. <laughs> he already had you, so that's why he's over it. For sure, relax, right? Awful. That's not worth getting jealous about. No, no. Kids are evil. They shit all over the place and make the skate park go away. Bastards. Seriously. Like, I remember high school graduation and they were like, Look at the person next to you, and you know, this is the best years of your life. No, no. being an adult is way cooler than yeah. being a child. I hope things get better for sure. Things have gotten better my whole life. <laughs> Every year, I why I get wiser, and uh, things get better. Yeah, that's not from lack of trying, though. You try, no, you try, yeah. but you're just you're, you're not your frontal lobe's not even fully developed at 18 years old. Nothing's you're supposed to make an adult decision. Yeah, you're not an adult. Yeah, I know some some children are adults. Because they go through some gnarly stuff at young ages. Yeah, they handle adult content early and then yeah. they have to learn to navigate it. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they, you know, they have their shit together inside their head. They're just unfortunately yeah. exposed. Um, okay, jumping forward. So, we met up again, though. Mm. I was going to skate park so, in Tampa, I believe, right? Yeah, so I was doing, my cousin owns a uh, company, like she plans events or whatever, and uh, she had this big event on Nikki's Beach, and I was going down to like work it and help. And Nikki's was, Beach is an actual place? Yeah, Nikki's Beach is in Miami. Nice. It's, I don't know, I think they probably still call it Nikki's Beach, but it was a place to be Sunday nights, basically, nice. for parties. So there was, um, my other cousin was a DJ, and he was so, I wasn't even, uh, 21 yet and we but i mean i knew people so did you I know his dj name shout out dj dj i don't G-G-G. remember i don't remember dj rufa at the time who's like really big in that uh house music on their label what was it paul oakenfold or oh. oakenfield or something i never really liked that kind of music but i guess he was really popular yeah um, but so we went and I took my cousins and my cousin was in jail. So I took my cousin's girlfriend down. I know. And so, but like, we we're like, Oh, let's, um, like she didn't have anyone to hang out with because you know, he was in jail. So she was just kind of doing her own thing. Yeah. So, um, I was like, why don't we just have fun and get away for the weekend and not deal with any of this bullshit. So, um, I got them all in the party and I was like, I'll work it because I'm not 21 you know, so I'll like help out and then I can get in. So nice. we basically just went to Miami to party hop. And because I knew people, I was able to get into any bar I really wanted to go to. Um, and obviously they loved it because they didn't have to wait in line, they didn't have to pay. And nice. so, so we were down there. Just You're like, the connect to be with. Yeah. And I was like the youngest. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got fortunate with some things, but you know, it's funny. I lost my fake ID that weekend. It was like two weeks before I turned 21. It didn't even matter because we were able to get in everywhere, but I'm like, Fake I've been ID. using this since I was 19 years old at 21. It's been great. And the, the two weeks before you turned 21, someone, the guy looked at it and he looks at me and he said, yeah, this is real, but this ain't you. <laughs> he was like, Who you was it? Me. Don't tell me, don't tell me, but was it anyone? It was here? at Wet Willie's in nice. Florida. Wet Willie's. It's- <laughs> yeah. And this guy had a ponytail <laughs> nice. and in his ponytail, he had like, it was like an elastic, two inches, an elastic, two inches, an elastic. Like, he had this crazy ponytail all down his back. He was wearing all the black. The guy who took your ID? Yeah. Who was the idea? Was it even, did it even oh, look like you? Oh, it was my friend, Jesse Ria. <laughs> did he even look like you? No. She had blonde hair and I had blonde hair. And I was like, it's pretty much it. The she guy like did his job. four or five then. inches taller than me. Yeah. If you would ask me anything on the ID, too, like, what's your address? I wouldn't even have known. I didn't even study it. Blue Street. Yeah. What? <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> so no, this is New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't. But it, no one cared. You, when you're a girl, you can get away with things. People don't really look at it. Yeah. But you know what? Karma's a bitch because I then I bartended for almost ten years I and I got so many fake IDs. You had to card people. Yeah, and it's so yeah. stressful, like potentially losing your job and like having this eighteen-year-old getting wasted. Yeah. So um, but where was I going? Oh yeah, so we're at this party, whatever. Um. The funny thing is, too, is my cousin met some random dude from Paris down there. Nice. And we were we're supposed to be leaving. We have her dog with her, and his dog bites everyone. Not nice. She's Nina. She's a little bit. What was her name again? Nina. Nina. Yeah, she was a hellhound. Yeah. A little one though. She was like a chihuahua. She's like right? four pounds. Yeah. She will fuck you up. I remember. I remember. Yeah. So um. So Nikki meets some guy, and he says that. They're, they're partying. She's having a great time. And he's like, let me pay to change your flight. Stay down here a couple extra days. Damn. So she does. <laughs> so Classic. I'm like, oh, give me your dog because we're leaving. So um, me and Melinda took her dog back up. And the first flight we almost met because we were drinking in the parking lot at the airport. 
And so we almost missed our flight anyway. So we had to run to the freaking uh, to catch the gate. And, you know, she was a little slower than me. So she she really didn't almost make it. I, I made it. And I was like, my friend's coming. And they were like, yeah, we're shutting the doors. So I'm like, ugh. <laughs> just like the doors closing. She has to yeah. slide through. Like, <laughs> like yeah, Indiana Jones stuff. <laughs> but no, she made it. And then on the plane, Nina started, like, this woman next to us started, was like, oh, your dog. And we are like, don't. Please. Bites. And she, she stuck her hand in the gate. Nina freaking bitter. People do that. I don't know why. So, yeah, I know. You're like, she, she bites. I, I'll go up to a dog and I'll test the waters, but I don't go right in. There's you don't stick your hand in their yeah. cage. They, there's people on the planet that walk around that have never been assaulted by a dog, and they have confidence as a person that was never assaulted by a dog. So they yeah. go right in, and you're like, dude, my dog might bite your face off. <laughs> yeah. And they have no clue of the dangers. I'm like, have you never seen a dog? Would you walk? just meet a person? Here, here's the thing. Would you just meet a person that you... Not even meet, actually. Just walk up to it and start petting them in the head. A human. You're saying, a human, no, yeah. No, no, exactly. No. So why would you do it to a fucking animal? <laughs> like, yeah. an animal's way less predictable. Yeah, they're more feral than humans are. <laughs> so, but yeah, so then I was finally sobered up. We landed on our layover, and I'm walking from one side of the plane, you're walking from the other, and I looked, and I'm like, I think I know this kid. Yeah. And then I realized Did it was I look you. creepy? No, I'm tired. Nice. And nice. then um, <laughs> you were with Brandon Westgate and Tony yeah. Barley. Hell yeah. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. Yeah. So then we kind of like split ways. We, we talked, and, and I went to buy a candy apple. Nice. And like one of the candy apples that were like covered in layers and layers. Delicious. And so then I shared it with you guys, and like after that, apparently we were like best friends because nice. I shared my food with you. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's kind of how we were met on a random Did time. I ask for your number? How'd that work? No, you were asking something about like my tattoos, and at the time I was like um, hanging out with Roger a lot, who used to own Sinners and Saints, and now what up, Roger? Yeah, purchased Street Records, New Bedford, Mass. Yeah, so um, you were talking about tattoos or whatever, and I no, maybe you just asked my number to like get in touch with him or something. I don't know how it was. I wasn't very smooth, apparently. It was, you didn't you didn't like <laughs> ask for like a oh you know you did ask for my number because now I remember you text me like I got my bag and left the airport. And you texted me something, I don't know what, like that day. Nice. Solid yeah. follow-up. Quick follow-up. Quick follow-up. But then it was like, for two years, me, or at least a year, we didn't, uh, it would be like, you would you would text me or call me the day you were like, hey, are you free in an hour? Yeah. Do you want to hang out? <laughs> so you were really bad at like planning things. Clearly. Um, but you had a system, and I, I had figured out your, your system, and it was kind of like every two weeks on a Saturday, you would call to see if I wanted to hang out. So I don't know yes. what you were doing every other Saturday. Probably skating. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, the funny thing is too, is one Christmas Eve, I was like, it was, a, I think it would keep on on Saturday and I wanted to hang out with you, but I hadn't heard from you. And this other dude that really liked me, nice. he, uh, was like, you're not doing anything. Let's hang out. And I said, okay. And, uh, he went home. Sound confident. We worked together. He went home and he, dude, he was, we're so like friendly, but he, he, uh, he, Bought like a Christmas tree and he bought me a bunch of presents Holy from like a Lord. CVS. I wasn't doing that. No, you were fucking <laughs> failing. He bought me all these things and like wrapped it before I got there and uh, just like super nice, like threw a, a little Christmas Eve party because I love Christmas. You know that now. Nice. And um, then I, while I was there, you called me. Nice. And I like picked up the phone because I had wished you had called me earlier. And uh, you were like, hey, are you doing anything? And I was like, about to say like, yeah, but, like, you know, we can hang out later tonight because my plans weren't to, like, stay over there or whatever. And then you kind of, like, realized, I think, that I was hanging out with a dude, and you are like, okay, bye, and you just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> Preservation mode. Yeah, no, I was like, all right, I guess I'll just fucking chill here. Yes. Yeah, so Too complicated already. <laughs> so you kind of blew it. And then our first official date was um, All I Need Premiere. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that was the first thing that like two weeks before it happened. You were like, "Hey, you want to go with me to something in two weeks?" So it was yeah. like our official first plan. So that was like a year after we've been hanging out. Nice. Yeah, you're so, you're a crawler. Enough about us. Enough about us. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So we move forward. Um. How'd you find? Because you weren't pole dancing. How'd you no. find? Like, what sparked you on pole dancing? Was Do you remember the first thing? Um. The desire to not resent you. Thank you. What? <laughs> yeah. So like I, so my entire life, people, you know, people say shit like, "Oh, you can't do that. You got to make the right plan. You got to like." They just get in your head, and you're confused, and you're dumb, and you're young. So I went to school for embalming because everyone right. had said like, get a career that, you know, is sustainable. And what's more sustainable than working in a funeral home? So 
I was like, all right, you know, I'm always going to have a job. This is, this is one of those, what do they call it? Stable. You want stability in your life. Yeah. So I was chasing stability, not because I wanted it, but because people kept telling me I needed it. So I just believed them. And then I saw you and I mean, not to call you unstable, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like you were kind of just going by the, then you know, for sure, much more stable now. Yeah. But then. you were just going by like whichever way the breeze blew, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but you were happy and I never met someone that actually was doing what they like to do. So you were the first person that I was like, Oh, like you can do what you want or yeah. to an extent, you know, you can try. Yeah, like you can go for it and you can make money. Yeah. And so I just knew I was searching for something. I didn't have a passion really. Anything, you know, I was bartending. I was well, you were like working. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't really have anything that like, you know, kept me happy on a day to day basis for myself. Like going out, spending money and doing things like, oh, go bowling or go skydiving or whatever. Like I would have little things that would make me happy in the moment. Yeah. But nothing that made me want to like work hard. Yeah. So. Um, I just tried a pole dancing class one day for like just fitness. You was know? it a Groupon? Yeah, it was a Groupon. You got a thing for that. I love Groupons. <laughs> it's a good way to try something, you know? Like we're going snowmobiling and we're going for archery lessons all on Groupon. Float tanks, Groupon. Float tank. I bought you a float tank uh, for your birthday. Solid. Yeah, so. Jade tube. Good looks. Yeah, so like, it, I don't know. It's just cool. So I started pole dancing. And I just, I went, I bought two Groupons because I don't want to go alone. Nice. So I bought one for my friend Tiffany. Why didn't you ask me? Would you? Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. I'd be too far, too sore from skating. So, so I went with Tiffany. She went to one class. You went with was, Tiffany? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a 10 class package. I went with Tiff and uh, she went to one. She killed it. She was so good. Really? She was like a natural. I feel like I, she would be. I was it. terrible. <laughs> I, I couldn't like, I couldn't lift my body. I was so freaking weak. And, uh, you know, then every other class schedule, she was like, oh, I got to cancel last minute. I'm going to go get drunk at the Celtics game. Oh, or, yeah. oh I'm going to go get drunk at this bar. Every time she would cancel because she wanted to go get drunk somewhere, somewhere fun. Yeah. But I really liked it, so I kept going. I was like, you know, she helped me break the ice for the first class. That's awesome. And then, uh, so buying that Groupon for her, even though it was wasted, was worth it. And then I went to a new studio, and I bought an unlimited package. What made you want to do it again? It was fun. Yeah. It was challenging. It was fun. It made me feel strong. Like, I was able to accomplish things that I never thought I could accomplish. Yeah. You know, like climbing and going upside down and handstanding and just from having no fitness level to, like, slowly seeing my body change and then seeing, like, just doing things that, like, are crazy. Doing yeah. things that, like, little kids would do and, and you know. Control like, with power, control yeah, and just, momentum it's, it's, and, and fluid, the, the fluidity. And the friends that I met. There's yeah. so many girls there that you walk in and they're so welcoming and... They're all supporting you. They all like, the, no one's like, oh, she got that trick and I can't. No, I remember it's, it's when like, you said that, you're like, dude, I never had a bunch of girls that are like hyped on stuff. That are like, just hyped us. for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I had one group of friends in high school that were really awesome and like, but like for the most part, I always meet women that would say, because I bartended, so that's like one of those industries where there's a lot of fighting and cutthroat and because um, I also bartended in nightclubs, so it's like, you know. It's cutthroat. It's hard work, for sure. Yeah, but but women would always say, like, oh, well, I don't have any girls that are friends because girls are catty. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Why would you say that about a whole, a huge, enormous group of people yeah. that they're catty bitches? Generalize everybody. Yeah. yeah. And so I kept thinking, like, you're it's the common denominator. That. You're the common denominator. All these people, like, I, 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 a lot of times didn't have a lot of friends with guys because I was the one saying, like, well, I don't have that many guy friends because a lot of them try to have sex with me. Yeah. So it's hard for me to be friends with guys. And now they're saying that women are catty. So I'm like, so basically, between the two of us, we just can't talk to anyone. We can't have any friends. Yeah. Pole dancing, I met both men and women that are supportive. Yeah. Not trying to sleep with me. Yeah. Genuinely hype for me. Want to be my friend. You know? And, um, and they're all characters, which is awesome. Yeah, everyone's interesting. Everyone. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. just a, it's a really amazing group of people. So I guess that made me want to stick with it. Plus, you know, just... It was just fun. But so I was going to the studio. I bought an unlimited membership and nice. I was going almost every day to all the classes they offered. It sounds so like she, you had, you just got head into it. Yeah. Also. She hired me because she was basically losing money off my membership because I was always <laughs> taking up a spot, but I was coming to every class. Yeah. So it's just like if you, once you're paying a dollar fifty per class because you go that often, it just doesn't make sense to, she was like, yeah, yeah, you need to teach. Yeah. Plus I was progressing quicker than everyone because I was going so much. Yeah. You're contributing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how Paul started and now it's like a huge part of my life yeah crazy 
I, I remember because I remember you just working all the time and I was always like skateboarding and doing fun shit with skateboarding. Yeah, you'd be on tour in some other country and I'd be like going to the club to bartend. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but then when you found pole dancing, it was like sick. Now she has like her version of skateboarding because it's like you can start creating and you had a community all of a sudden and then you just had something you were polishing. I, I also think in a relationship, the worst thing you can do is rely on the other person for your happiness. And I didn't want to resent you, and I didn't want to rely on you for being happy. I didn't want to, like, need you around to have a friend to go do something. Yeah. Because, quite frankly, you weren't around. Yeah. When we first started dating, you were probably gone six to nine months out of every year. Yeah. So, like, you were always touring. So, me relying on you for happiness, I would have been depressed. Yeah. So, I needed my own thing. Yeah. And I think people need that in general. Couples. I do too. I don't think enough couples find out. Not that you can't share it. Like I have fun skateboarding from time to time. Yeah. And I like when you come to the studio and help me film. But I also like having my own. I like, I like being able to, when me and Maggie just went down to uh, Virginia, you know, for a competition. I like having a girlfriend that I can also take off with and just go and you don't have to come. Yeah. And when you go on a skate trip, like, and people are always like, well, why don't you go with him? Because uh, I don't want to sit in the back of a van. Yeah. Well, he's going to like do a job to go skate. Like, don't get me wrong, I would love to go to Portugal or all these places. Plus, but... she'd be flow trash. You'd have to pick up all the trash. No. You'd be the new person. No. It's a rule. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'd eat sunflower seeds the whole time and just on the ground. And I'd be like, Tara, she's the new guy, the new girl. Shut she up. has to clean it up. Flow trash. I was that guy. <laughs> this coffee tastes like you put soap in it. I put a little bit of honey. Oh, really gross. Nice. That's what it was. Wow, gross. I like it. It, to, it was black coffee with a little bit of honey. That's why your coffee always looks like an ugly color. Really? That's what you're doing. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I like my coffee black. Wait. Not oh, golden honey. Off. Get off my coffee. Um, What was the competition? Didn't you win? You won one. You got first place before in a competition, didn't you? I just won in October with one arm. Because <laughs> nice. my other arm was injured. I needed surgery and I got the surgery a little while ago. But, uh... I just won Northeast Regional Championships, um, what was that? all sport organizations, so now Nationals is in August. Sick. What was that like? What Did it feel intense? Were you nervous? I know you worked fucking hard. Super nervous. Well, here's the thing, actually. <laughs> so, I had Worlds that I had just competed in um, for WBFF, and so that was like a huge diet for... Um, I did like a 10 to 11 week diet because I, would, I stayed pretty lean because of pole. Yeah. A lot of people do like a 16 week diet. Um... So, yeah, I did, like, 10 to 11 weeks, and then went to Toronto to compete and came back, and I had three weeks before Northeast, and I had this injured shoulder, and I uh, I was on the verge. I was like, I think I'm going to drop out. I don't think I'm going to compete because it's just too soon. I don't have time to prepare. Pole fitness, you're not just – it depends what competition you do, but there's an artistic element. There's a trick element, you know, and then there's, like, how you – associate with the audience like your connectivity to them so there's a lot that you have to think about you need like for me it helps if I have an idea a story that I'm telling um through my performance so it's very similar to dance and um I watched a student showcase at my studio and one of the girls she danced to this song and she was in like a much lower level than me so it wouldn't be the same judges so I heard her song and uh the whole time her song was playing I had a visible like I could just see move so I have really bad hearing. So certain songs, to me, they sound like shapes. Yeah. So, like, if you ever hear me sing a song, which you hear all the time, I sing the wrong <laughs> words. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I sing the wrong words because I don't know what they're saying, but that's what I hear. So, and it's really hard for me to separate words from, like, music in the background. If someone says, like, do you hear the this drum in the background? Generally, no. It all sounds like a mash of sounds. Yeah. So I really like classical music because I can separate a little better. And uh, she was doing this song, and I could see shapes. Nice. So I was like, I can do this with one arm. I can completely make a routine to this with one arm. Nice. So I had three weeks pre-competition. I had a song. I took a shower that night. I do a lot of good thinking in the shower. While I was in the shower, I thought of this whole theme. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, so then I basically thought of old combinations that I only used one arm in. Like, what tricks can I already do? That only use one arm. And so then I took two weeks to put it together, competed in one. Man, sick. Yeah, so it's funny that I was going to drop out, and then I got first place. Yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. You never know. And I didn't, I it, not saying that it wasn't hard work, because that's years of work together, but for that competition, I wasn't really, I, I was prepared, but I didn't prepare for it. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I was prepared because yeah, I ran my routine a couple times. So I was prepared. I was as prepared as you can be in two weeks, I guess, with, with one arm. Yeah. And then right after the competition, um, I went and got a cortisone injection in that shoulder to see if I could make it go. I fell off the skateboard. Uh, it hurt really bad. And I realized that surgery was unavoidable. It was such a wussy fall, too. I know. It was like I grazed the floor. Yeah, I know. That's when people get hurt. You see them fall and it looked like they didn't get hurt. And then they're like, ah. That was, that was funny, though. So I fell off the skateboard. But you were hurt prior because you had a Yeah, but action. I fell off the skateboard and I'm basically holding my arm. My arm instantly went in that position like you're already in a sling. And Anthony, I'm not crying. I'm not whining. I'm like that. I said, like, here like we this. go. Here we I go. Thought, that that really hurt like that. And he goes, "No, you stop being being so dramatic. Oh, you so like, let's not talk about this. We can talk about this tomorrow." And I'm like, "But it it hurts. Like something's wrong. It really hurts." And he's like, "Yes. Oh, you're so dramatic." I, I'm like, "I don't know how I'm being dramatic right now." It's only fair because you were trying to blame it on skateboarding, and I was like, you were hurt prior to... I wasn't trying to blame it on skateboarding at that time. I had yeah. fallen, and I was just saying, this is painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Anthony didn't really believe me, and he was like, let's see how you feel in the morning. So That's that, all you can do anyways. I know, but yeah. that night while I was sleeping, he said he kind of started to believe me, because while I was passed out, I, I rolled <laughs> over, and he said he just heard me be like, ah, ah. Yeah, like, you were whimpering in your sleep. <laughs> I was like, what the... Maybe she was a bullshit. <laughs> So I woke up the next day, couldn't move my arm at all, and uh, I just had my post-op. I had spent three weeks today on surgery, and they told me that basically my acromion, my shoulder cap, was uh, your clavicle has uh, this little indent at the base of the bone, and my acromion was kind of growing into it and over it, so it's like it had an overbite on one end, and on the other overbite end... Overbite-ass chromium? <laughs> on the other end, it had a, a hook, like it had a spur had grown onto it, and it was hooking underneath my rotator cuff, so yeah. when I would move, it would pull on the rotator cuff, so they had to shave both ends of the, mus the bone down, and then they had to pull out my bursa, so now there's like really no... Um, Bitch ass bursts. Burst yeah, there's no like lubrication really in there. So today I start um, PT. So, uh, but I was able to go to the studio and pull a little bit yesterday. I just can't use that arm yet. Yeah. It's just going to have to, the PT is going to help strengthen it and uh, get used to the, like, the level of pain, basically. Yeah. So, <laughs> hence why I smoke marijuana. <laughs> yoga and stretching, too. Oil. Yoga and stretching, fish oil, all that stuff. It's awesome. I'm gonna take a sip of coffee. It's alright. That's okay with me. How? All right. I know where we're going. How'd you get into nutrition? Because you not only pole dance, but you've done fitness competitions as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so but how'd you get into it from the beginning? What made you think about diet and like what you put in your body and what got you sparked to actually stick with it? Well, I have I have a client, and um, I you know I have a lot of clients that do fitness shows when you're in the fitness industry you just around these people yeah. and um, but most of them looked really dehydrated not full not healthy I didn't like the way their physique looked really lean and I had this one client I saw her photos and I'm like you look healthy ripped full your muscles everything looks great and I said um who who's your coach so she introduced me to her coach um, so nice. I was on Team Body Rock down in Rhode Island and. I started working with her, but my diet and meal plan and all that, I I can't follow someone without understanding why. So I had a really hard time my first prep because I'm like, well, why do you want me to eat an ounce of avocado right now? What's the reasoning? And she has so many people on her team, so I had to, like, get her in a room to sit, you know? So she started explaining to me. And she started explaining things to me. I was like one-on-one? Like, one on one? like can yeah. you go into detail? I like that. Yeah. Right. So then I started going online and doing my own research. So once I had someone explain it, uh, a little bit about macros and nutrition to me, I was like, okay, now I understand the basis and I understand where to begin to start to look. Because if you don't know, if you're very ignorant on a subject, just going online and searching, there's so much information. Yeah. And you know, so having someone to help you and then you go and do your own research and then you say, okay, she said this, you know, is that true? Yeah. Or is she believing a misconception, you know? So um, you always got to experience it yourself and engage and like figure it out. Yeah. So I did my own Turn research and um, now I, I just know my body well enough that I know the diet that I need. So I, I look at her meal plan for me as a guideline and I do what I need because if you're not getting your metabolic rate, so you're not going to the doctors and getting your blood work done and finding out exactly what your metabolic rate is and like when you're uh, burning the most glucose and when you're deficient in certain things, like there's, there's so much 
there's so much involved, yeah. then no one can give you a meal plan that's perfect for your body. Yeah. They can give you what I, I always call a guideline. Plus, everyone's body is different. Yeah. You know? So, one meal plan doesn't work. For me, I what works is high, idea, high the, protein yeah. and a lot of vegetables. Yeah. That's what works for me. That's when I, I... And I'm not just saying aesthetically. For me, that's when I pull the best. That's when I'm the strongest. That's when, like, tricks come easy to me. The second I start adding in, like, uh, you know... I mean, vegetables are carbs, but other kinds of carbs, it slows me down. Right. But that's not true for everyone. I have other clients, like I have clients with Crohn's disease. Yeah. That vegetables kill her. She can't even pull because she's in so much pain because her body can't process that kind of food. Motherfucking you know? broccoli trying to kill me. Exactly. <laughs> or people with diverticulitis and they can't have seeds. You know, so they have to be really careful with what kind of fats they take in. Yeah. Because diverticulitis is when your colon has like holes in it. And so things like strawberries, the little seeds, or even seeds and bananas, or say a sunflower seed, yeah. um, that gets stuck and it causes a lot of pain and causes inflammation. It sounds horrible. Awful. You said my colon. You said your colon. Oh, well, my, my colon doesn't <laughs> that I know You're of, but the people, people, you know, you, I think I said your colon. You did. You put it oh, on Oh, well, you said the word my. I'm like, did I talk about? <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, in general. That whole time I was picturing my colon with seeds stuck in it and pain. Like, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Yeah, but so everyone, then you have people who are diabetic and pre-diabetic. So everyone's, uh, you know, what would be, and, and it depends how much you're working out. You know, I like to decrease my what, what, calorie why, intake when I'm not working out as hard. What made you want to do, like, you saw results through dieting? And through what you I just saw how full and strong she looked, so I said, yeah. all right. I was injured. At no, the I time. mean, like, with your own experience. That's what made you stay with it, because you started doing it, and then you got... Oh, I mean, you stay with results. it. Yeah. I got stronger at pole. I started lifting more, because yeah. to do a physique show, you need to lift weights. It's a different kind of, like, yoga, pole, contortion will make your body look one way. Yeah. Lifting's going to make it look a different way. So I started integrating lifting. When I started integrating lifting, my pole, immediately, Same. it was just, I, like... I started getting so much better. People started writing me being like, wow, you're so dynamic. Like, Sick. what's the change? What are you doing? I'm lifting weights. I'm doing something that's not very dynamic. Yeah. But when you train muscles that you're not training, you know, they, they pitch in yeah. when you're in the gym doing, you know, pole or contortion or whatever. Yeah. So we're talking about stretching gains and whatever and, and dieting and, and nutrition is a huge part of that. Huge. Huge. So I take a few supplements. Everything that... I kind of, a lot of my students look to me on what supplements to take, and there's so many things depending on what you need that you can take, and uh, it's really daunting. So I say a good start is uh, BCAA, your branched-chain amino acids, CoQ10, it's an antioxidant, and fish oil, which is your omega-3 fatty acids. So to kind of break it down a little bit, and um, if someone wants like more detailed information, they can get a hold of me. We'll put my information at the end. But, yeah. um, so... Muscle mass is your rate of protein synthesis minus your rate of protein breakdown. Meaning your muscle mass, the amount of muscle you have is like the amount that you're, you're building muscle, but subtracting the amount that you're losing muscle. Yeah. So when you diet, your body becomes catabolic, meaning that it's, you start losing muscle. So whenever, this is the thing with like bodybuilders, that when they do a show, the biggest thing is how to retain muscle, but lose fat, which is super hard to do. Yeah. Um, whenever you're dieting or cardio and you're losing fat, you're generally losing a big chunk of muscle. So in basic terms, what a BCAA can do is to help you retain that muscle. Nice. Yeah. So your body is trying to, your body breaks down muscle because it uses muscle for energy, right? So it's using that muscle for energy and then you're losing that muscle because it's breaking it down. Yeah. So with the BCAA, that helps with protein synthesis that supports keeping that muscle, building that muscle. Nice. So that's the most basic way to break it down. Solid. Yeah. So, um, CoQ10, it's not a vitamin. And the reason it's not a vitamin is because your body naturally produces it. So vitamins are usually categorized as something that like you take, but your body's not producing. So vitamins are things that we take from food. So like you get certain vitamins from bananas, but if you don't like bananas, you can take a vitamin to get it. Potassium. Yeah, I believe potassium is <laughs> bananas. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, but I think there's a lot of other things in it. I feel like potassium is the one that I think like, what is potassium vitamin K? But then, uh, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I mean. There, there's so many things. So before you take something, you really want to research everything. Um, you want to go to a brand that you really respect. Um, shout out to Rex uh, Sports Nutrition. Uh, I'll give you the information there if you if you want a coupon code. They have a BCAA and, and I have some recipes for like little popsicles you make, which is awesome. Um, but so yeah, so CoQ10, so it's an antioxidant. 
Um, but as you reach your 20s, 30s, your body starts producing less and less. And the reason you want antioxidants is because they help fight off free radicals. What are free radicals? Things that cause things like uh, cancer, blood vessel disease, uh, really nasty bugs. So, um, but it also helps with by aging. So that could be fine lines, but that could also be like your your heart, like your heart ages, your organs age. So it helps and you with need that. that. You need your heart. Yeah, we need sure. all that stuff to stay alive. So Cocotan, <laughs> I think, is really good. And then um, fish oil, I take it because I have so much inflammation because I'm always doing repetitive movements. Yeah. But a lot of people have inflammation from car accidents they got into, a bad fall they had on the ice. You don't have to be an athlete to need fish oil. Yeah. Um, most fish oils are found, uh, uh, the fatty acids, the omega-3s are EPA and DHA. And those are found in fish, but if you don't like to eat fish and you have a thing, you can get um, some in like some nuts and seeds. And it's a different uh, ALA, I think, is that um, the omega three that's in that. So, I've taken fish oil pills before and it helped. I could feel it like because I'd be skating and my knees would hurt, and I would take like fish oil pill and stay on it and keep taking them, and I always noticed an improvement in like how my legs felt. Yeah, well, it also helps with cognitive um, development, like of children in the womb. And they yeah. say there's a lot of things like if pregnant women take it. Um, and a lot of, and I don't know what it is because I've never been pregnant, but I, something about, um, something about like not eating fish when you're pregnant. Hmm. You're not supposed to. Something about mercury. So I'm assuming fish oil is a way to uh, a supplement, a supplement, supplement that yeah. omega three that you might be missing from not eating. Maybe it's a certain kind of fish. I'm sure someone out there would. Uh, I've never been pregnant either. Just <laughs> so yeah, so that's kind of like my my like go to for people who uh, maybe are new to this and are feeling a little daunted by like walking into a vitamin store and having some jerk at GMC try to like sell you some stuff that you don't need and yeah. you know um, or someone you know I say some jerk just because I've had experiences where you go in there and it's just some muscle head yeah, for sure and that's not what you're looking for yeah. um, not saying that everyone that works at a GNC obviously is, isn't a jerk no but it happens everywhere there's so many you know like it's it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's just I've gone into businesses and dealt with like nice people and assholes so. I just I go into a lot of these supplement stores and it's some guy that's like really big and he's like a power lifter and he's like oh well I take this this and this and, yeah. and you know your, your fitness goals might not be or health that, goals might that be would the scare me. if i was trying to start that would scare me i'd be like oh shit overwhelmed yeah <laughs> i need yeah. someone like it's good to have the information prior look it up find it yourself or like mm -hmm. and then it's nice to under, have an understanding going into something like that and there's so many uh supplements aren't regulated that's why like boxers always run into that issue where there'll be something in like a creatine, which is legal oh, for them yeah. to take. There'll be something in it because it was manufactured on the same piece of equipment that like Viagra was manufactured on. Yeah. And then it has like, um, not a, a stimulant, but a, a yeah, but, but like <laughs> it, it has a increased blood flow. Like, so they can say that that's something that that's like a cheat, you know, that's helping you. So you have to be really careful. The companies that you purchase from, um, and again, people can contact me if they want information on reputable companies. Yeah, that's part of like getting in and learning and seeing how people do their stuff and like mm -hmm. which who are doing it a certain way for sure. Yeah, and there's probably also a list. A lot of fighters, I think, there's a list out that like have the supplements listed that they can take. Yeah. Um. So if you want really strict guidelines, you know, use I think it's a UFC. Yeah. Not boxing. Uh, you know, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe go by their guidelines because they're so strict with their athletes on what they let them take. And you hear so many athletes being suspended because they took something that was contaminated. And, and the reason they know it's contaminated because that athlete will say, like, here's what I got. They'll go to the store and they look at the VIN number. Yeah. They'll go to the store and buy the same one. So they're not because you could contaminate your own if you wanted to try to plead innocent, you know? True, true. So they go to the store, they'll buy that, and they'll also take the athletes and they'll test both of them. Yeah. And they're like, you're right, it, it wasn't you being, like, cheating, but it wasn't here and you're still suspended. Yeah. They, that, they're so strict you can still get suspended even if it's, like, something on accident. Yeah. From you know? a reputable source, too. Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can go, you can buy some supplements in a, like, vitamin shop, and it's not their fault, but this company has um, uh, steroids yeah. in their supplements just because they were made out of this country or something, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a wild world. <laughs> I want to I talk about 
uh, Elwood and Emma and how damn cute they are. So cute. And how well behaved you guys are. Right now. Yeah, look at Elwood. He's out. Emma's not stealing any of my corks right now. Yeah, we have like this jar, this glass jar of corks that was near a TV and Emma just walks up like she owns the place and takes one at a time and destroys them. <laughs> and I caught her mid-cork today. Yeah, and she, when you catch her, <laughs> she doesn't even act like she's doing something wrong. Yeah, she has no clue that bad is bad yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She thinks she runs the house, too. She clearly thinks she's the most dominant. She's trying to stay awake right now. She's, like, so, <laughs> falling asleep sitting up. Yeah. Her head, like, starts to go lower, and then she's like, no, I'm awake, I'm awake. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to miss a moment, huh? I'm hyped to have Emma. Yeah, she's At first, sleep. I was super, like, after after what happened with Amber, like, her passing so and the way it went down, like, was so brutal. And uh, to get Emma was, like... But to get her, I like she's awesome. Like I'm happy. I'm so very happy. anyone out there that you, you want to get a dog and like maybe your partner's not on the right <laughs> side, don't give advice. Just, just go get it because they'll fall in love with it. Because <laughs> Emma Anthony was so heartbroken over Amber, but our dog Elwood, uh, Anthony's buddy Jeff lives with us right hey, now. What and, up, Jeff? Uh, what up, Jeff? Whenever, um, whenever we leave, Jeff was like, "Yeah, Elwood cries at the window when you left earlier," and if that broke my heart because Elwood had separation anxiety. So I knew he needed a friend. He just so, lost Amber. Yeah, so yeah. I just happened to go to the shelter, and they had just gotten in this stray, and she was, I had to get a small dog because I was, you know, he's like 11 pounds. So, um, Long-haired dachshund. She's probably like I mean, 20, 25 pounds, the same as Amber. And uh, She's a, what is she? We don't know. She looks like a French bulldog, chihuahua, terrier, how much bigger pit bull. Than, how much bigger than that, what is she, you think, weight-wise? She's double his size, yeah. at least. But like her shoulders, she's, she's just solid. Yeah, yeah, she has big shoulders. But yeah, so I went down to the shelter, and she wasn't even up for adoption yet. They had just found her, and I said I I want her. They said put it in an application for her because it's first come first serve. So then a couple of days later, I brought Elwood down to meet her because I knew that was part of the process. They got along great. I didn't know about any of this. So no. Yeah. So Anthony was hosting uh, the New England Am this Jew, weekend. Jew, so they Jew. called me on Thursday, and they said hey, we can't get her spayed into the 17th. And I think it was like the 4th or the 5th. Yeah. And uh, they said, so do you want to come down and get her this Saturday? And uh, then you'll have to take her set appointment yourself. And I didn't want to say no because I didn't want to lose her. But I knew that that was a really bad weekend to bring home a new dog because he it was the New England Dam that he planned all year long. We're hustling and building for that. Yeah, and it's a two-day event, and Anthony always loses his voice, and it's just, <laughs> it's a lot, you know. Ramsey, too. <laughs> yeah, he's very tired, and so I said, well, I'm going to go get her. So what I did is I went to the shelter, which is just happens to be two minutes from the skate park. Picked her up, brought her to the skate park. All Anthony's friends met her, and they were like, oh, we didn't know you got a new dog. Before She's I even so seen cute. her. Yeah. Before I even and I was like, yeah, well, Anthony doesn't really know. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, obviously he saw her, and there was nothing he could do about it at that time. So Yeah. I was in the middle. The next morning, the very next morning, I, I went to the bathroom or something. I walked back in the bedroom, and I was sleeping on top of his chest, <laughs> and their face, <laughs> in his face. And I'm like... Obviously, they're friends. <laughs> this is fine. She gets me. She gets me, bro. <laughs> yeah, she, she loves to be loved. I think you got a dog that is similar in your own veins. Because she got shoulders. She looks like she has a pole dancer's upper body, right? <laughs> yeah. I really think so. She's like a powerhouse. She's so gnarly. The jumps onto the mattress, when she's running in the slow-mo, she jumped from so far away. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Her and would go at it. And Elwood holds his own. He's more defensive. He lays on his back and kind of goes at her throat from there. She's on top, and he's flipping and flopping. It's a good show. Um, for sure. They put on a great show. Um, all right. Well, I don't know. Well, I guess another thing I wanted to talk about was Sam Starr, because I remember... She was like one of your first pole buddies, huh? Yeah. So what you call someone like Sam Stark to me is I she'd be referred to uh, referred to as my pole mom. So everyone that starts <laughs> pole has like a pole mom. Yeah. And that's the person who kind of got you into it. So when I first started pole, I liked it, but I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. And so I met her, and um, she goes, "Hey, you going to PoleCon next weekend or something like that?" And I and I said, "What the hell's a PoleCon?" Yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, you're going by your flight." Oh, sick. So. I went down there with her and it's this big expo with all these other people who love the sport. And I met so many people 
And I realized that there was people self-sustaining off of pole, that they were making money, and this wow. was all they did. And that was the first time I realized that besides, I mean, obviously, I realized you could own a pole studio, yeah. you know, at that point. But owning a pole studio, just like owning a skate shop, just like owning, like, it's a lot. and it's, Small business. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, and it's a super minimal input. And, and for me, like, using your body to you know, having to teach that many classes and if you get injured and like your lifeline, I'm just not there. Like owning a pole studio, I love working at one. Um, you know, I love being a program director, but like actually owning it, that's just not something that I want to do at this point in my life. Yeah. So, um, I realized that people are touring and that these people have used pole to go to all over the world. Yeah. And then I, it sparked inside me and I said, okay, I can do this. And that was kind of the slow progression to quitting my job and just doing pole. And, uh, yeah, now I've traveled as far as Egypt to teach. Yeah. That's so, crazy. I know, but it's awesome. <laughs> I copied you. I was like, Anthony's going to the skateboarding. Why can't I do it with Paul? Uh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool that it was Sam that sparked you on that. Yeah, she introduced me to the whole she thing. She goes all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's cool. I love watching her Instagram and uh, seeing all the places she goes. She's always doing handstands and, like, it's really awesome. Yeah, Lithium Kitten. If you want to check out someone who posts three times a day on Instagram at least, and she tours the world teaching handstands and pole fitness, um, Sam Star, Lithium Kitten, she's awesome. Um, she super does. positive person. She we, definitely loves pole dancing. Yeah, she loves handstands. Yeah, those I too. get 10 Snapchats a day from her while she's in a handstand. <laughs> like, handstand because it's the morning. Handstand because I got a new coffee. Handstand because it's sunny out. Must be handstand nice. Handstand because it's raining out. Handstand because it's snowing out, you know? Handstand because there's something pretty in the background. Same as on the podcast, like... Um, when it's, like, second episode or something like the that. The beginning. I should have her back on, for sure. Yeah. Because it's been, like, a lifetime has passed, I'm sure, between the two of us. It was funny. We were at the beach one time, and, and she's really good at handstands, so we were filming, like, an Instagram clip for her. Yeah. And, um... Before, before you knew it, there was, like, 15 people also filming, like, Instagram or Snapchat or whatever, like, surrounding her. Yeah, the Like, height. she was putting out... A, well, because she was on a ledge of, like, um, a pier that, like, would drop into the ocean if she fucked up. No, either. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. So people, people were are like, holy oh, shit, it's a stunt going down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but to me... She's about to get broke off. Let's to go me, watch. <laughs> to me, it's just every normal day. Like, my friends are so talented that... Things that really make people stop and go, oh my God. Yeah. They, it's not that they don't impress me. They impress me, but I'm so used to it that it wouldn't make me stop. Like the first time I sat on my own head, you know, that's something I never <laughs> thought that I could do. But when people see me do that, they're like, how, well, you know, they just think they, they're speechless. Yeah. And my friends are just like, yeah, you should press into your chest a little bit more. See how like your head's at this angle. If you press just a little bit more, your head would be here and then your face wouldn't be all distorted. <laughs> Or like, You're turn doing your head, look at the camera. <laughs> Jesus. Point your toes. Your ankle, yeah, film it again. Because your ankle, you see how like that one's really straight? And that one's like a little bit crooked? Just, I would film it again. But you guys have some, you have some standards. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, awesome. I don't know. This is fun. I'm hyped we did this. Mm. Um, is there anything else? Is there anything you wanted to plug or share? I think you kind um, of mentioned it before, but yeah. So if you want to contact me, uh, Dashiell Berry on Instagram or Facebook, uh, D A S H I E L L, and then B E R R I. And then uh, if you want to check out BCAA, they also have like pre workout and some bat burners. But like I said, I'm a huge proponent for BCAA. Um, my sponsor, Rex Sports Nutrition. So it's R E X X Sports nutrition.com um use the code dash 20 so d-a-s-h-2-0 uh as in one thing dash 20 and you'll get 20 percent off your purchase so definitely check them out check me out and uh Let's happy see. health in 2017 Hell i hope yeah. you guys are all being uh, accountable because your resolutions are bullshit without accountability yeah be safe please be safe that's the most important part for mm -hmm. sure thank you Peace. Peace. Last thing before we go, I'd just like to thank Bear Mattress for sponsoring the show. Check out bearmattress.com, and if you're going to purchase a mattress, use promo code SKATE50 for $50 off. Also, thank you to World Industries. Check out worldindustries.com for all their awesome creations. And last but not least, thank you to All I Need. Please check out allineedskate.com for epicness.